A few years ago, I was listening to a luncheon speaker talk about the difference between what is most important to men and women in the workplace. He said men tend to focus on career and how they can drive their way up the ladder. Then, for numerous reasons, they shift to focusing on intimacy as they age. On the other hand, women focus first on intimacy. As they age and their children grow up, they focus on career. I said, not the women I know. After three decades of training and coaching high-achieving women, I have noticed an evolution of their needs and desires. In the past, my female clients longed for life balance. Now, they get bored if their plate isn't full of new and exciting challenges where they can showcase their skills. Once, they were desperate to overcome their fears. Now, they want help laying out a clear career path so they can quit making brash decisions. They used to ask for assertiveness skills. Now, they're looking for ways to better formulate their words so people will quit questioning them and get on board with their ideas. Women still face inequities in the workplace and difficulties juggling their many responsibilities. Yet, something has changed in the women themselves. The way they approach life, the way they work, and the way they relentlessly show up, even when they aren't sure what they are fighting for. In essence, the answer to the questions, who am I, and what does this all mean to me, have changed. Instead of an evolution of behaviors from one generation of high-achieving women to the next, a revolution is going on as you read this page. Few resources are available for this new force of women. Many self-help books advise women on what they should and shouldn't do to succeed. These books are based on old assumptions. Women today are very different from their pioneer predecessors and scoff at the idea that they resemble their mothers. With no guidelines for offering the support today's high-achieving women need to succeed, their managers are ill-equipped to develop and retain them. What's worse, the women don't know where to turn for help. Therefore, I'll share the old characterization of working women to see clearly what is causing frustration for women today. Then, we'll explore the five pitfalls high-achieving women are faced with today and the possible negative behavior that could result. If you find you're saying, yes, that's me, as you read, know that you will be given specific steps for finding the satisfaction you desperately seek in the chapters that follow. The Age of the Imposter an important study was done in 1978 that found that, despite their gains, most accomplished women in the 1970s felt they weren't very smart and had fooled anyone who thought otherwise. They attributed promotions to luck, timing, and overestimation of abilities and faulty judgment by decision-makers. Even if at some level these women knew they were intelligent, they were cautious about expressing their ideas. They calculated their moves and hedged their bets. It took years of experience before they claimed their own brilliance and creativity, if they ever did at all. The researchers referred to this behavioral pattern as the imposter phenomenon. No matter how hard they worked, the women in the study felt they were imposters and never stopped worrying that they would be found out and ousted from their positions. They keenly protected their gains and cautiously called anyone friend. On one end of the spectrum of behaviors, the women struggled with speaking up. They didn't ask for what they wanted. They hoped they would be recognized and given raises based on the quality of their work. If they didn't get what they hoped for, they quietly suffered, rarely making their desires known. 
On the other end of the spectrum, instead of acting passively, some women acted over-aggressively. Behind their back, people called them names like Bully Broads and Ice Queens. Meryl Streep brilliantly portrayed this archetype in the movie The Devil Wears Prada. Underneath their callousness, these women feared they would never be able to meet expectations and that other people were constantly trying to cheat them and steal their jobs. Instead of losing their voice, they acted as if they were superior to everyone else to cover their fears. Of course, what we see in the movies are women who play the stereotypes to an extreme, acting utterly submissive or brilliantly conniving. No matter where women fell on the spectrum in reality, the prevailing factor among most of the women in the workplace before the mid-1980s was a damaging lack of confidence. I find this trend still evident today when I teach in emerging countries and in Western industries still dominated by men. It's as if the imposter phenomenon...